Welcome back to the Equipoise podcast. Today's episode, Media and the Mouse. In the news as of late, there's been a bit of a cultural tempest in a teapot arising lately with regards to an apparently leaked video from an internal Disney video call in which it's made fairly clear that Disney is actively heading in a deliberately LGBTQIA positive direction. This should come as no surprise to even cursory observers of media trends lately, but it was still a bit jarring for many to hear the goal stated so clearly in the video regardless. In this video, some bigwigs talked about how they started with a push to place same-sex couples in the background of children's movies like Finding Dory for those with an eagle eye and the recent Beauty and the Beast remake, and then moved to be a bit more aggressive lately with their, quote, not-at-all-secret-gay agenda, end quote, per executive producer LaToya Ravineau. Also on the call was one Carrie Burke, who stated that she herself has two children who are queer, one being transgender and one being pansexual. She desires, quote, to have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in their stories, end quote. She also stated that she's striving for a minimum of 50% of characters to be LGBTQIA and racial minorities. Naturally, as one might imagine, this started quite a firestorm in some circles. Some have moved to label all Disney executives as sexual predators and groomers and such, and on the other end of the spectrum, there are those who maintain that this is all just blown out of proportion and that Disney has absolutely no agenda at all, they're just striving for representation in the name of equality and inclusion. Keep in mind, by the way, that this is prevalent not just in myriad Disney features from Doc McStuffins to the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder. No, this sort of push for diversity and representation, so-called, is present in many other films and television programs. It's definitely not just Disney. But since they're currently being seen as the spearhead of this promulgation due to the recent attention they've been given on this issue, I'm using them as a template of sorts, a springboard from which to launch this discussion. So what is going on? Is it really as bad as they say? Is Mickey Mouse a tricky mouse? Does Disney want my child transsexual? Does Sesame Street want my son gay? Or is everyone in the media as pure and innocent as the wind-driven snow? Well, as always, there's a balance. I can't imagine that every single person in Disney's employ is a radical progressive with an agenda to alter my children's thinking, but... At the same time, one can't help but acknowledge that there's definitely a vision being cast by the big movers in media, with Disney as one of the power brokers in this movement. So, while I think it would be imbalanced to automatically vilify and assume the worst of everything that comes out of Hollywood or Disney World, we should nonetheless operate with caution and be ready to recognize tactics used by the House of Mouse and others. Let's cover a few and then see if we can't come to a balanced conclusion at the end. First, recognize that when confronting barriers in the process of introducing new concepts or doctrines, these barriers are not smashed. They are gradually eroded. Smashing would cause too much of an uproar to ever be effective. You remember uh, Will and Grace, um, The Ellen Show, uh, even A Spot on Friends featuring a same-sex wedding. These shows caused a stir at first, but served a greater purpose of lowering the defenses of the average viewer and encourage people to come to accept this lifestyle as completely normal, harmless, and quite affable. Fast forward to today, if you turn on Star Trek Discovery, you'll find at least two gay men, one lesbian woman, one transgender person, and one queer person who chooses to use the pronoun they in the program. And that's not just a bunch of guest stars or extras. These are all top-billed, recurring, starring roles. 
and it all started with a small degree of erosion. All this, not to mention the unmarried sex and unmitigated violence that also found its way into our homes in the exact same way. Erosion. Anecdotally, if you're looking to gradually erode those barriers, use humor. Nothing else works better than making folks laugh at something with which they'd normally disagree. Second, if you're looking to make your message stick, always aim for the children. In case you didn't notice, it's not adults who believe in Santa Claus. It's the impressionable, trusting children. There's no question that kids are the target audience for so much of the messaging in Hollywood. And no, it's not because everyone's a molester or groomer, though that subculture is present and growing among the elite of this world, it would seem. Rather, it's because it's just good tactics. You're not going to get the 65-year-old army veteran to embrace your way of thinking nearly as much as you'll get the 6-year-old who trusts their favorite cartoon character or school teacher, but that's for another day. Third, be sure to overrepresent the agenda you're looking to instill, creating a sense of artificial strength in numbers. Here's what I mean. You'll recall that Carrie Burke, one of the higher-ups at Disney, stated she was striving for, quote, a minimum of 50% of characters to be LGBTQIA and racial minorities in upcoming Disney films and programs. A recent YouGov poll, not a Christian poll, shows gays and lesbians and bisexuals at 3-4% to of the U.S. population, Asians at 6%, and blacks at 12%. It seems apparent, then, that 50% is about four times higher than it needs to be for real representation to take place. Here's what's scary about this poll, though. It revealed that American adults were way off with their estimates. When asked, the average American thought that 29 to 30 percent of the U.S. population was gay, lesbian, or bisexual, 29 percent of the population was Asian, and 41 percent of the population was black. It seems like the tactic is working as intended. Skew the representation on the screen and create a false narrative that lives in the mind of the recipients of your messaging. Fourth, and most importantly, always be laying a foundation. Spend even more time laying the foundation than you do even introducing new concepts. Why? Well, when you're having a hard time getting the seed to grow, the problem usually isn't with the seed, it's the soil. When you prepare the mind to accept more concepts as true, then it's much easier from there. Here's what I mean. Years ago, there was a movie called The Little Mermaid. Sure, it caused some ruckus because there was a 16-year-old girl wearing a couple of seashells over the human half of her body, but that died down fairly quickly. What wasn't as easily noticed, however, was the message the movie taught. You are your own person. No one else understands quite like you do. You've got to rebel against the system in order to be free. Everyone else will apologize to you and thank you at the end of the movie. Oh, and you've got to have a song. Now, repeat this formula for years and years. Now, you think I'm making this up, not on your life. Little Mermaid, Mulan, Frozen, Brave, Finding Nemo, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Moana, Raya, the list goes on. Also, note the emphasis on the breaking down of conventional gender norms, too. Most dads are bumbling oafs, ignorant clods, unable to understand the plight of their daughters. Wives and grandmothers are often wise and are known to secretly aid the child in his or her, usually her, quest to free oneself from the vexing bonds of dad's stupid and short-sighted reign of incompetence. Think I'm being imbalanced? Only recently, a Pixar movie, uh, owned by Disney, was released entitled Turning Red. According to its director, it was intended to be a metaphor for magical puberty, quote, but is loaded with other didactic themes and messages containing phrases such as my panda, my choice, and the like. One man, Brett McCracken, author of excellent works such as The Wisdom Pyramid, dared to offer a balanced critique of the movie while being careful not to dismiss any redeeming values. He had the following to offer. 
is a nod to the favorite slogan of pro-abortion activist, My Body, My Choice, and a triumphal declaration by a 13-year-old girl that what she does with and to her body is her choice, whatever her parents or elders might say, as if a 13-year-old girl always knows best, end quote. Brett later concluded his analysis in the following way. To be clear... Turning Red is not explicitly promoting a transgender agenda, but it is promoting the same worldview that undergirds the transgender agenda. Embrace the messiness of your conflicted inner self, trust all your feelings, and don't let anyone, even your parents, stop you in your quest to be whatever sort of person or gender or animal species you want to be. When we tell our kids to just let it go or let it out with regard to their fallen and confused self, it's not empowering, it's endangering." End quote. The review was great. You should check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. But what was shocking was the comments section when this article was posted on Facebook. My soul, you've never seen a more rabid rabble of rapidly roused up parents throw mud on Brett and his article. Citing that this was no more than a perfectly wholesome movie and that Brett was simply finding a boogeyman where there was none. These sort of comments were multitudinous and were sorrowful to read. So what do we do? Do we cancel Disney Plus and say goodbye to The Mandalorian forever? Do we boycott everything Disney related and release flaming foxes with their tails tied together into Disney World and hope for the best? Well, I think our approach has to be a bit more balanced than that last one to be sure, but in all sincerity, some folks are choosing to boycott. Others are choosing to be more careful. But whatever you do, don't be ignorant. Don't pretend that these folks have your best interest at heart as a Jesus follower. It's okay to take a stand. You're not stoking the fires of the culture wars by simply saying, I'm not on board with that. And if you're making a mistake, that's fine. You're at least making it out of caution. So until next time, stay balanced.